Hi, and welcome to Feisty Mermaids. If you're joining us for the first time, this is a place where we explore topics to help you unleash the power of the mermaid within. We talk about life, self-love, mindfulness, relationships, and the roadblocks which often stop us from being limitless. In today's topic, we're going to talk about pleasing others. I often find myself in relationships where I feel like a happy golden retriever and I will do anything to make people around me feel happy and for them to like me. This is good if you're a dog, but I've realized there's a difference between being kind and caregiving and people pleasing. I've learned that people pleasing is much deeper. And today I'll share with you some ways to identify if you're people pleasing and seven steps to get you out of that mode and to start putting yourself first. So join me as we talk about creating a balanced life where putting your needs and feelings first will get you on the path to being limitless here on Feisty Mermaids. I laugh at the fact that I've managed to compare myself to a golden retriever, but the more I observe her friendliness and eagerness to please, I realize that much of my life, I was really like a pet seeking the approval and the love of those around me. I would pay close attention to the mood of a room or a person and assess how I needed to act and what I needed to say to be liked. I do realize that you do catch more bees with honey, but this was different. It was about receiving approval at the highest level in every interaction. I noticed that unless I received praise and positive feedback, I felt uncomfortable, like I wasn't welcome or accepted, and really like I was being rejected. So what is a people pleaser? I looked at various definitions and I kind of stitched this one together based on what I read. And it says, a people pleaser is someone who tries hard to make others happy. They will often go out of their way to please someone, even if it means taking their own valuable time or resources away from them. It is a process of guessing what other people want or what will make them think favorably of us and then acting accordingly. People-pleasing is often a subtle and usually an unconscious attempt of manipulating other people's perceptions of us. I'm not sure about you, but I feel that there's definitely a lot to unpack in that paragraph. As I've been on this journey of self-discovery, I've realized a very distinct pattern where especially in romantic relationships, I was acting like that golden retriever. I am naturally a very curious person and I do like to try new things, but I could see a cycle where, for example, I began to do more and more of the things that my partner liked to do. I had a partner, for example, who was really into cycling and he began taking me to some of the races and they were a lot of fun. This was a new and exciting thing for me. But over the years, all of the trips and vacations were centered around attending races across both the U.S. and in Europe. 
as we planned our vacation calendars, these types of holidays just seem to take over more and more. One particular year, I raised the issue, stating that we had attended the same race for three years in a row, and I liked the event. The only problem was that the race fell on my birthday weekend every single year, and I actually wanted to do something different. I wanted a relaxing beach vacation instead. He didn't like the beach, and he really didn't want to plan anything other than what he was into. So this carried on as the relationship progressed. I often gave in to his requests because I didn't want to start a fight. And I thought, if I do this one thing, maybe he'll finally be happy. This escalated to the point that I worked myself at an incredibly intense pace in order to meet his material desires, again thinking it would make him happy. I even purchased a 4,000-square-foot home which was lovely, but it isn't what I wanted, and it certainly didn't reflect the kind of person that I am. I did it all for him, because I thought it was my job to make him happy. I wanted his approval and loved, but in the process, I nearly lost myself. As I dove into the research of people-pleasing, I, find that I found that people-pleasing is often a symptom of a deeper issue connected to insecurities and a lack of self-esteem. There are three theories as to why people develop these people-pleasing tendencies. And I've discovered that in some sort of way, it's a defense mechanism, at least for me. So the first theory says that people-pleasing develops because of trauma, and we sometimes are fearful of a person, and thus we realize that it's better and safer to do what the person needs from us instead of doing something else. The second theory says that it's about self-esteem, and often people-pleasing is much deeper and can stem from issues resulting from the relationships that we developed in our early years with caregivers. And the third theory talks about the fear of rejection, where we see love and approval dependent on our behavior, and we quickly realize that it's best to behave in a certain way in order to keep these people happy. So how can you tell the difference between being a people pleaser or simply being a nice person and wanting to do nice things for others? I actually found many online quizzes that'll give you a scale and show you where you fall in the spectrum. And I'll add some of the links on my blog at feistymermaids.com so that you can take the quiz as well. In addition, here's a checklist of an article that I found on psychology today. And I'm also going to post a link on the blog. But while I read this list to you, I want you to take a mental note of any of these statements and see if there are any that you can identify with or any that really resonate with you. So here's the people pleaser checklist. Number one, you pretend to agree with everyone. Number two, you can't say no. Number three, you feel responsible for how other people feel. Number four, you apologize often. Number five, you feel burdened by the things you have to do for others. Number six, you're uncomfortable when someone is angry at you. Number six, seven, sorry, number seven, you act like the people around you. Number eight, you praise, you need praise to feel good. 
Number nine, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. And number 10, you don't admit it when your feelings are hurt. By simply looking at this list, we can see that people pleasing is a symptom of something much bigger and much deeper. And I think there's a danger that comes when we don't understand and accept that we are people pleasing. In some of the articles that I read, it said that people pleasing can lead to allowing yourself to be bullied. It can lead to avoiding confrontation and thus not standing up for yourself and can openly potentially lead to mental health issues by not processing your feelings. In my experience, being a people pleaser will attract toxic people and relationships into your life. And in some other research that I've read, people pleasers are often referred to as codependent. And I think we've all heard that term, meaning that your relation to yourself is actually defined by other people. It's a loss of self and your world revolves around taking care of the needs of others. Codependency experts say that the need to please is actually rooted in a need to belong, which is a basic human need. In my first podcast, I talked about authenticity and how we want to experience a sense of belonging. We fear being rejected or criticized, and we also fear being alone. Because being alone means that we may be inadequate and not worthy of being loved. So we actually go to extremes to please others and avoid these feelings so we can feel like we belong. So in future episodes of this Feisty Mermaids podcast, I'll talk more about codependency. I will also do an episode on why narcissists attract codependent people, a topic that unfortunately I am all too familiar with. So if I go back to the story I was sharing at the beginning of the episode, I've seen cycles of attracting toxic partners into my life. There was an expectation that I should take care of their needs and their wants and that it was my job to make them happy. By becoming aware of my people-pleasing tendencies, though, I can now set boundaries and examine my actions and intentions. And I make it a point to think about what I want and what makes me happy and to stick to those points. After all, it's really easy for people-pleasers to confuse pleasing with, again, being kind and caregiving. If you can identify with being a people-pleaser, Here are seven things that have actually helped me to overcome some of these tendencies. The first thing that I started doing is I'll add a pause or a delay when someone asks me to do something for them or if they're maybe confronting me about how they feel or how I made them feel. I take that pause and often just giving yourself a few seconds before you answer will help you to reset yourself and say, am I pleasing someone with the answer that I'm about to give them? The other thing that I've done as well is I don't have to answer right away. It's completely okay for me to tell someone, you know what, let me think about that and I'll get back to you. The second thing I've started doing is I've started to say no, which is very difficult to do sometimes. But I've started with small things, even if it's saying no when you go to a restaurant and the waiter or waitress asks you if you'd like another drink and you really don't want another 
alcoholic beverage maybe so you can say no just empowering yourself with those small boundaries will help you start to set some of those bigger um, boundaries as well the other thing that i've done with this second um, tip that i'm doing here is to start using firmer statements instead of using statements like i can't i've started to replace that with i don't because one of the things I found is that when I tell someone, oh, I can't go out on Friday night, there's a slew of follow-up questions and often someone trying to convince me to go out with them on Friday night. Whereas if I give a firmer statement saying, I don't want to go out Friday night, it seems to really stop the conversation. So think about giving, giving a little more firm answers when someone's trying to get you to do something for them. The third thing I've started doing is to really think of my purpose in my north. And I talked about this a little bit on episode 13 of this podcast. But one of the things that I've done is understand it's what I'm saying yes to something that's going to help fulfill some of my purpose and some of my goals. If it has nothing to do with me, I really need to examine why am I doing it? The fourth thing that I've done is to really examine the company that I keep. And going back to toxic people will actually take your time and your energy and they will actually sucker you into something that you don't want to do or feel. So for this, I also recommend going back to my podcast number six, where I talk about this topic a little bit as well. The fifth thing that I've started doing is I've stopped apologizing. I actually had an amazing boss years ago who actually told me, don't apologize. And I realized that there's a time for apologies, but not meeting the needs and the feelings of someone is not a reason to apologize. The seventh thing that I've done is I rely on my internal validation and not on external sources. I used to really seek approval and praise for almost everything that I did from others. And now I really rely on myself, my intuition, and my knowledge. And finally, the seventh thing that I've done is remind myself that I'm not a golden retriever. I can't make everyone happy and I can't please everyone. So I'd love to hear from you and your stories and maybe for yourself or from someone you know of someone that's really trying to understand their people-pleasing tendencies and what they're doing to overcome these tendencies. You can reach out to me on social media at Feisty Mermaids on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And don't forget to visit my website to subscribe and uh, for the latest blogs, podcasts, and clothes. And the website is feistymermaids.com. So for now, I'll leave you with this quote. Don't be afraid to lose people. Be afraid of losing yourself by trying to please everyone around you. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you next time.